0: Hey, it's Clay, welcome to another episode here of the Money with Clay podcast. First off, I hope you all had a great New Year's. My family, we were going to get together with our friend group, everybody was gonna come over to our place. But what I've quickly realized is that kids just make things more challenging. And then when your friends start to have kids, the challenge just grows that much more. And the main challenge is that time of year, one kid gets sick and it's like dominoes fall and other kids get sick. But my wife and I, were gonna be going to Kansas City here, uh, actually tomorrow as of the recording of this, for a wedding. Uh, when my wife and I lived out in Kansas City, we helped with our church youth group. And one of these uh, kids is now getting married. And uh, yeah, she remembered us. Very kind of her to invite us. So we're gonna be flying to, to Kansas City uh, to be part of her big day. But the point with that is Yeah, we don't really wanna risk our kids getting sick because we're gonna be giving our kids to my in-laws. And you know, we don't wanna make their life miserable having to deal with four sick kids. But luckily, our friend group is awesome. They're totally understanding. Like, yeah, we're not offended that you don't want anybody to come over. In fact, we're probably just gonna lay low. So out of the friend group, I'm not sure who actually made it to midnight. I I did not, I went to bed early. I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna try to catch up on some sleep because I wanna get up early the next morning and, and work on some stuff. I think my wife watched the ball drop by herself. Does that make me a terrible, that may make me a terrible husband. Luckily, this is not how to be a great husband with Clay. It's money with Clay. But um, yeah, so New Year's for me, I'm not gonna say it was bad. It just didn't really work out according to plan. Uh, But it is what it is. I hope your New Year's was maybe a little bit more logistically friendly uh, than mine was. But on that note of New Year, I I wanted to kind of maybe catapult this into, I don't want to call it comedy because if, if this is actually true and some people suffer from this, then in in all genuineness, I I I wish these people well. I want these people to do what they need to be you know do in order to, to fix these issues. But at the same time, it's it's life is real, life is life, and at, at some point you kind of got to draw a line and just say, listen, I may have some challenges. There may be challenges out there, but you just gotta you know. Tighten up your bootstraps, put on the hard hat, and go to life—or go to work, I should say—in this thing we call life. And I, I see this, and I'm pretty sure it's real. I—I I couldn't find anything that said it was fake news or anything like that. I want to think—I—I want to think—I want to believe that it's false, but like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's real. But the point here is that whatever your goals are, whatever your ambitions are for for 2019 and the new year part of accomplishing any goal, part of accomplishing any ambition is, well, you just gotta, sometimes you just gotta toughen up. Sometimes you gotta just, you can't be so sensitive. You can't be so tiptoeing around. You Sometimes you just gotta stop. You gotta sprint. You gotta look at a wall and you don't wanna just politely knock on it. You Well, you can knock on it, but you pull out the sledgehammer and then you start knocking on it. But with this sort of mentality, with this sort of, you know, desire to require, to request with this sort of pity to implement, which brings up kind of one point is, you know, as not that I'm old, old, but I am, I guess, old enough now to have four kids and, and all that, but so I start to look at life through the, the perspective of what are we kind of driving into our kids? What are we driving into the younger generation in terms of what it's gonna take to succeed in life? And it was drilled into me, just like it was drilled into uh, you know, many people. I know my parents, my parents' parents, and so on and so forth that, listen, life's not easy. Life's not fair. I mean, who hasn't heard that cliche saying? Life isn't fair. It's 100% true. Life is not easy. Sacrifices need to be made. Annoyances are gonna come around. But you, you just gotta deal with it. And when you start to kind of te- pat people on the head and say, "Now, now, it's okay. We'll adjust this policy and we'll do that." I would argue that it's it, it's not helping them. It's making them weaker. It's not preparing them for life because life isn't always going to pat you on the head all gently. It'll pat you on the head, but usually it's with a cinder block or something like that where it's going to pat you on the head, and you got to learn how to deal with being hit on the head with a cinder block. You got to you gotta just learn how to deal with life in general. And I, it's not like you even have to be old. Not that I'm old, but I'm 35. It's not like you have to get into your 30s to realize that life is hard. I realized life was hard when you know, you're know you in middle school, when you're in high school. Now life, you, perspectives change. I mean, in high school, it's, oh no, I got an A minus. A-. Oh no, I got a B minus, my life is ruined. I assure you, your life will be just fine. But let's get to this article here. I think I've kind of set things up enough as far as the, the, the framework here. But the whole idea is, yeah, you're gonna have to be a little bit tougher than this if you wanna have any chance at all of not only succeeding in life, but let's just, let's kind of narrow things down. It's succeeding in 2019. So the title of this article, University Staff Told Not to Use Don't or Frightening, in quotes, capital letters. I'll read that again. Maybe you think I misspoke or misread. University staff told not to use don't or quote unquote frightening capital letters. Journalism professors at Leeds Trinity University in the UK have been instructed not to use certain words in case they frighten sensitive students. According to UK media reports, The use of capital letters has been banned as well as the overuse of words do and don't. In an internal staff memo obtained obtained by the express, staff are told students, staff are told students anxiety can lead to academic failure. Oh, I see, okay. So let me read that again. I don't know, maybe I'm being traumatized by all this. In an internal staff memo obtained by The Express, staff were told students, quote unquote, anxiety can lead to academic failure. Well, I I gotta just stop right there. Anxiety is a part of life. Anxiety, I think you should offer kids anxiety. I think you should put stress on people. The, The best, in an academic setting that is. Um, the the best examples, not that I've ever been through, but I'm a big fan of, and why I respect, uh, you know, special forces. Heck, let's just say military in general is. What's the point of boot camp? Is the point of a boot camp to get you in shape? It is, but it's to put exi- anxiety on you. It's to put you in stressful situations. It wants to see if you're going to fail. Could you imagine the military? Or anything you know uh, worthwhile. Where if the military was just like, all right, welcome to boot camp, but we don't want to put any anxiety on you that could cause you to fail. We don't want any stress that could call you to fail. You know, could cause you to fail. So we're just going to you know sit around the comp- campfire, cook some marshmallows, and sing Kumbaya. We don't want any anxiety. No, anxiety is good in controlled structures. It is good an anxiety that I can personally go through um, that uh, or, or that I can personally you know talk about and this is not unique to you know Ohio State which is where I gradu- graduated from but when you get into the engineering program they try to weed you out they make you take all co- kinds of courses that you will never use why i had to take i guess let's see five calculus ca- classes and then a differential equations why I had to take all those? Why I had to take a couple chemistry classes? Why I had to take physics classes? I, Did you not know that there's calculators out there that'll do all the integrals and derivatives and differential equations for you? I mean, what is the point of all this? Because the university is trying to apply anxiety to you. They are trying to apply stress to you to see how you handle it. They are trying to weed you out. And I am all for that anxiety. I still remember freshman year. I swear everybody and their brother, yeah, I'm gonna do engineering. I'm gonna be an engineering major. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be a, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go pre-med. I'm gonna, you know, all these pretty complicated majors. And it's like, all right, that's great. But the number of people that say it, and then that ultimately end there, uh, is always a lot different because it's easy to, to say things. But when you start to get that anxiety applied to you, when you start to feel that stress, Well, you know that's where kind of iron sharpens iron and you gotta learn how to deal with it. It was certainly not easy. I mean, I'm not an idiot, but I'm also by no means a a, a super smart cookie. I had to work very, very hard. And I don't say that in a bragging way. I say it in kind of an annoying way because I had friends I knew of people that were really smart and they would just breeze through that stuff. Oh yeah, I know how to do this. Oh yeah, you gotta do this. And all right, yep, I understand and I'm thinking, I'm still back on chapter 1. What do you mean you understand all this stuff? I mean, I eventually got there, but I just had to put a lot more time into it. But but you know, for me, I'm just a stu- I'm a stubborn SOB, so I'm like, whatever. I know what you're trying to do. You being the university, you're trying to get me to quit. You're trying to get you're trying to weed me out. No, no, no. Not going to happen. So I dug in and I, I made it through. But, you know, this was my roundabout way of saying you know, that, that's, this is silly, especially at a university. An internal staff memo obtained by the Express. Staff are told students anxiety can lead to academic failure. Well then maybe they shouldn't be in that area of academic study. Maybe they're not built for it. If they can't handle the anxiety that goes with it, and right now we're talking about anxiety such as the word, use of words do and don't. What? Is this real? What are you talking about? Do and don't, and don't worry, it gets better, but that's producing anxiety. Let's just keep on going on. My point here is that, you know what? Anxiety is a good thing. It builds character. You know, you, you gotta have some stress in life. If you never have stress, then you're not gonna know how to deal with it when it happens. Keep in mind the word, when. Not if it happens, it's going to happen. So let's learn how to deal with it. So as the article continues, despite our best attempts to explain assessment tasks, Any lack of clarity can generate anxiety and even discourage students from attempting the assignment at all, it reads. Generally, avoid using capital letters for emphasis and the overuse of do and especially don't in all caps. It also urged staff to be explicit about any inexplicableness. In assignment requirements, and to be aware that misconceptions or misunderstandings quickly spread among students. This can lead to further confusion and students may even then decide that the assessment is too difficult and not attempt it, the statement reads. Okay, and that's fine. I, I get it, like, I, I, I understand. Like the, the telephone game, right? You, you sit in a circle and somebody tells something and by the time it gets to the end of the circle, the story is very confused. So I get it, confusion happens. And confusion can lead to a little anxiety. I don't know what's going on, I don't know uh, what what to do, what exactly is going on, and that's fine. That's the problem. Well, we've identified the problem, so let's actually focus on what the solution would be. I don't know, and like I said, I'm not very smart. Maybe go ask the teacher, where did this assignment come from? Okay, why don't you go to where it came from and ask for clarity? Don't just go and listen. It's kind of like a stock tip. Why'd you buy that? Oh, I don't know. Some guy at works, moms, brothers, uncles, second cousin removed, neighbors, janitors, pool boys, bakers, brother said that you should buy this. So so I did. I don't know, that seems a little risky. Same as here. Why why are you listening to other people that are also confused? I, I think it means this. Yeah I, mean, yeah I I think so too well why don't we eliminate the think and just go in and, and ask where it's coming from so I don't understand why this is such uh a, a big deal make sure you explain things clearly yeah I, I I get it but you know just if people are getting stressed out because somebody says don't in all caps now I, 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 I do understand uh that uh, if you didn't grow up you know playing sports or playing anything where you had a coach like just roaring at you and, and getting on your case then yeah somebody yelling don't at you i could see that whoa whoa i'm not wh- but on a piece of paper you know up on your computer screen that's causing you anxiety that's causing you stress to the point of confusion to the point of not even attempting things i don't know that that seems to be a little soft around the edges that doesn't seem like you are maybe as mentally strong as i know you are not i think you are I assure you, you are mentally capable, you are mentally strong to be able to come over seeing the words, you know, DON'T in all caps. The story quickly spread across the UK media as well as on social media, with many members of the public slamming it as extreme political correctness, pandering to the snowflake generation. And I, I will say this, I disagree with the snowflake generation. Every generation has sensitive people. Every generation has snowflakes. So I, I I don't like the broad sense of snowflake generation. You know, for those of you that you know are are are, are longtime listeners of the, the the podcast here, I'm looking it up right now. I'm stalling. Uh, but what episode was that? Episode uh, with David. Uh, episode twenty six. I sat down with David. He is quote unquote part of that snowflake degen- uh, generation. And and the guy's a, the guy's a beast. He's, I think, 22 now and doing very well, uh, you know. And so I, I don't like that. I don't like how people generalize because I fully do disagree uh, with every every generation, like I said, has bad apples in it. Uh, but yeah, so regardless, I, I don't like that part of it. It follows similar news in September when the University of Manchester's student union made global headlines after voting to ban clapping and cheering at certain events. In order to avoid triggering those with anxiety or sensory issues. Now, I do want to be uh, sympathetic. If you really do have sensory issues, um, where I don't, I don't know if are your neurons are off, something's just off. If it's like a clinical problem that you have that's being di- diagnosed, and oh yeah, you know, uh, loud noises, that that that's going to be bad. So I don't want to. I want to be sympathetic, but. Uh, again, you have to be self-aware, which circles back into my whole point. If you're gonna accomplish goals, if you're gonna succeed in life, then you need to be self-aware. And the exact opposite way to succeed in life is to put yourself in situations that you're not going to do well in. But if you are self-aware, then you're gonna have good odds in your favor that you're not gonna put yourself in situations that you're not gonna benefit from. So if you do have sensory issues, like I said, clinically diagnosed, Maybe you should just avoid and putting yourself in situations where there is gonna be clapping, where there is gonna be cheering. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I I, I think it would be awesome. I, I really do think it would be great to be some sort of surgeon, to be, you know, do something in the medical field. I, I really, boy, that would be, I mean, saving a life, helping somebody through fixing a body part. I, to me, that's awesome. But I, I'm self-aware enough to know that yeah, me and blood, me and needles, me and just, ugh, I, I don't even wanna know what like cutting skin with a scalpel feels like. That's thats not me. It's a bummer. It, it is truly a buzzkill that me and blood, me and all that sort of stuff just don't get along. But that just means that I, I gotta find a, another solution. And my, my solution was, I suppose, um, that I, I'm still helping people, but more so, just trying to make people aware of stuff, makes people knowledge. I mean, maybe even motivate somebody. I don't know if I'm motivational, uh, but you know, that I, so I guess that's kind of how I, I'm looking to help people. But my point is that you gotta be self-aware because if you have sensory issues, then then I'm not, I'm not refuting the fact that it may be kind of a buzzkill for you, but maybe you should just avoid those. But I mean, clapping and cheering, if you don't have medically diagnosed sensory issues, And that's causing anxiety. Again, A, why are you even at any sort of event like that? But B, I mean, it's clapping, it's cheering, it's a loud noise. And I would argue if it does present anxiety, embrace the anxiety, embrace the stress, learn how to deal with it. That'll be a great skill to have later on in life because it's not, like I said earlier, if stress comes your way, it's when stress comes your way, you're gonna actually learn how to deal with it. So as uh, the article continues, instead students were urged to use jazz hands. I'm not quite sure what jazz hands are. I think it's though where you like hold up your hands and you just shake them. Could you imagine that at like a sporting event or really any, I mean, even a a, a symphony, a musical concert where everybody's, you know, doing, you know, performing, whatever that is, and then everybody's just in the audience like shaking their hands and there's no noise because you're not allowed to clap. You're not allowed to make loud noises. I, I don't know, that, that, it just doesn't seem right. It was argued that the loud noise of tradi- traditional clapping and whooping pose an issue to students with anxiety or sensory issues. BSL clapping or jazz hands would be a more inclusive form of expression. Student newspaper, the Man Q Union reported Okay, I'm all for uh, inclusion, but at some point you, you can't, you know, this is the equivalent of, well, I think people that, you know, aren't good at basketball, aren't good at insert sport, aren't good at playing an instrument, aren't good at insert blank. They should just, they should just let them in, let, let them participate. That's just gonna water down the experience for everybody. And it goes back to being self-aware. I'm not judging these people. Listen, I, I, I probably have a little sensory issues. When balloons pop, I don't really like that. It scares me, I jump. Um, now, does it stress me out? No, but I mean, I, I will admit that for me, if someone's like, hey, Clay, do you wanna go to a balloon popping festival? No, I'm gonna pass. I don't like the loud pops. Uh, but that just means that I need to find something else to do. I'm not saying that people that enjoy the balloon popping need to you know change everything because I don't feel included. No, I just, I'll find something else to do with my time. Uh, Let's see, where were we? Um, In a bizarre twist, Leeds Trinity University released a statement claiming it had not banned capital letters, but confirmed it is best practice not to write in all capital letters. Okay, fine. They haven't been banned, but the best practice is to not write in all capital letters because you may cause your students stress. Hmm. but many social media users pointed out there was a little difference between banning words and capital letters and asking staff not to use them. I I would agree with that logic. Um, You know, semantically, sure, there's a difference, but practically speaking, I don't know, is there that much difference? In a statement, Vice Chancellor Margaret House said the university was committed to supporting students to be the very best they can be. We're proud to offer a personal and inclusive university experience that gives every student the support to realize their potential, she said. That is, that is so counterproductive. I, I've already talked about all this, but you are not causing people to be the best they can be. If you want to cause somebody to be the best that they can be, if you wanna give them a, a university experience that's gonna help them realize their potential, as she said, give them stress, give them anxiety. You Kids in the university setting, military members, anything in life, you have to learn how to deal with stress. You have to learn how to deal with anxiety. So to try to sit there and make this some sort of rainbows and butterflies and sweet little old ladies and cute little kittens and puppy dog experience, because you don't want to risk stressing people out because you don't want to risk causing anxiety. That's the exact opposite of preparing people for the real world. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm not a huge fan of college in some situations. I am, as I've talked about in plenty of the past episodes. But I would would never, ever even consider sending my kid to any of these universities if that's their mission statement. If their mission statement is to just make things rainbows and butterflies. No, that's not preparing anybody. Well, it's preparing people, but it's preparing people with a false sense of reality. And I realize I'm preaching to the choir. If, heck, if you had a job as a high school student, I'm sure you realize that things aren't always perfect. Stresses arise, anxieties arise, and and those are good things for you. Embrace it, learn and deal with it, because guess what? You just learned a great life lesson. So to go on with a quote, we follow national best practice teaching guidelines and the memo cited in the press is guidance from a course leader to academic staff sharing best practices from the latest teaching research to inform their teaching. For every assignment, academic staff have an unpacking session with students so that the students, on, students are clear on what is expected. The majority of universities do this. It is also about good communication and consistent style. For example, it is best practice not to write in all capital letters regardless of the sector. <sighs> Listen, I'm all for communication. That's that's fine. I agree. Good communication is efficient. Good communication is 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 very valuable to learn how to do. But I mean you know, there's always a there's always gray area, and then there's where you just totally go out of the gray area, and it's like, no, that's definitely not gray anymore. That's doesn't make any sense. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're in the it doesn't make any sense anymore. To finish things out, we are absolutely committed to enhancing and enriching the student learning experience at Leeds Trinity. Where staff and students are a name and not a number. Oh, bless your heart. Bless your heart. You are enhancing and enriching the student learning experience by trying to remove every shred of anxiety and stress that a student could face, including the use of all capital letters. Bless, what a great marketing pitch that is. You're, you're, that is a very enriching process. Those kids are gonna be graduated and you know ready for the real world because as anybody in the real world knows, there's no stress, there's no anxiety. You don't have to learn how to deal with that stuff. The public university is located near Leeds in England's West Yorkshire. Uh, It has a student population of more than 3,625 and offers foundation, undergraduate, and postgraduate degrees in a range of humanities and social sciences. So if you want to accomplish your goals, have a goal, be self-aware, don't be too sensitive. Have the realistic expectation that stressors are going to occur. anxieties are probably going to occur when you're trying to accomplish that goal. I'll I'll, I'll take the probably the, the most famous, the most common New Year's resolution I want to lose some weight. I want to get healthy. I want to insert the blank something to do with getting fit or getting your health. That, that's a great goal. I'm not I'm not looking down on that goal at all. That's fantastic. I mean it is your health. So, I mean, I would say that's one of the the more intelligent and logical goals you could have. But if you think that's just gonna be rainbows and butterflies the whole time, you better wake up. There's gonna be anxiety. There's gonna be times where you're gonna have all cap letters staring at you saying, don't eat that. Go work out. It's time to exercise. Sleep is important. Go to bed. You know, you're gonna have things like that. What do you think an alarm clock is? An alarm clock is a stress inducer. It's, it's stressing for you to get out of bed. And that's not a very pleasant experience. But you know what? The more you do it, iron sharpens iron. It's amazing how the body will adapt. And same with all of this. Again, I get it. Maybe there are some medical issues out there. And for those people, hey, you just gotta be self-aware and uh, you know just put yourself in situations that are gonna allow you to best benefit from whatever you are. But for everybody else, I promise you, your, your human mind can do great things. Your human mind uh, is not as weak as what maybe you think it is. And for the universities, for the parents, for myself, I'm talking to myself, you are not helping anybody by trying to make everything's rainbows and butterflies. No, I'm not, I have no plans to take my kids out and say, give me a hundred push-ups." No, you know, I'm, but you know, you gotta teach. You gotta make everybody aware that, uh, you know, a good enrichment process, I like that word, is to introduce some stress, is to introduce some anxiety, and that's gonna help people learn from it. So I wish you all the best in your, uh, your goals, whatever those are, but yeah, just go into it knowing stress is gonna happen, anxiety is gonna happen, so embrace it, learn to love it, because you are learning a very, very valuable life lesson that will be, you know, applicable in many other areas of life. So don't be scared of stress. Don't be scared of anxiety. It's not pleasant. I'm not sitting here saying that you should seek it out. I'm just saying that it's going to happen. So you might as well learn how to deal with it. And that way you're gonna be that much uh, more prepared when the next time the stress and anxiety comes around. But I think I've ranted long enough and um, I don't know, maybe somebody could make my day and let me know that, hey, yeah, no, that was all fake news. That would be great. I really hope this stuff isn't true, but like I said, I did some digging and I I think it is. But get out there, be self-aware, embrace stress, embrace anxiety, and just know that you'll be able to fight through and that uh, whatever those goals are, you can accomplish them, there's no doubt in my mind. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself,